What does the normal path look like to become a Navy SEAL? So if I join the Marine Corps, where do I go to, to, to become a SEAL? Well, one, you have to, first things first, you have to join the Navy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so it's only the Navy. You can't go to the Marine Corps and, and be a SEAL. You can only join the Navy, be a SEAL. Um, so you get you get accepted in, in, into the Navy. And then after that, um, there, are, uh, there are a few qualifications that you have to meet in order to get accepted into SEAL training. So you spent some time in the teams as a human intelligence officer. Did your time as a hustler help you with that? Because, I mean, in New Zealand, we have a phrase that says, you never bullshit a bullshitter. It, was it yeah. was it easy to pick up on um, people telling you lies when you were there? Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, I, mean, I grew up in the streets, and um, you know, I grew up. You know, it, it was just it was just part of my nature. Yeah, you know I mean, kind of like how I just said, you know, doing whatever I'm called to do with excellence is just my nature because of you know what I learned in the SEAL teams. Cappuccino with Constable Brian. Real people, real stories. Hey Remy, if I'm a betting if I'm a betting man, I reckon that either Morris Chestnut or Jamie Fox is going to be playing Remy Adelaki in Transform the movie. Uh, and all right, so if they were if they were about they're about fifteen years younger, I would say yes. Ooh, nice work, sir. Good work. All right, okay then. Right, and one more one more question for you as well. While we're here, as we just sort of get into our intro, is do you say? Ura or Huya, because I know that you were an ex-marine and a SEAL. So which is it? Or is it you just pick your company? Well, I spent the majority of my career in the SEAL team, so I'll go with Huya. Oh, good boy. All right, okay. Why transformed as a title for your amazing book, Rumi? Because that's what my publisher chose. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, good work. Okay. So you were born into Nigerian royalty, and your dad, yeah. uh, obviously your dad there, and your mother was an American, and they met in an art gallery. Can you tell us... Yeah. Just a little piece of that amazing story, because to me, that's one of the best stories in your book. Uh, it was just amazing. Yeah, yeah. So my mom and my mom was a flight attendant and uh, based out of New York. And uh, um, in, I think it was 1980. In 1980, she, she was in New York and she took some time off and she went to go uh, to the Metropolitan Museum of Natural History, the Met. And uh, um, um, there was a Yoruba art show on. So I'm Yoruba. That's the tribe that my father is from, the Yoruba tribe, and there was a Yoruba um, art art exhibit. Mm-hmm. And my mom went, and my dad just happened to be in town uh, because he did business all over the world, and uh, he knew it was a, him being Yoruba knew that about this Yoruba exhibit, so he went. And uh, my mom and dad they met, and uh, uh, they got married five months later. They fell in love, got married five months later, and then my mom, you know, was whisked 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 <laughs> off to. Uh, uh, to, to, to Zamunda, and I use that word because uh, there's a movie in the 80s that came out called Coming to America, and in Coming to America, Eddie Murphy, uh, he's this prince from Zamunda, and he meets his wife, who's a New Yorker <laughs> in, uh, yeah. in America, and then, uh, and then she leaves, she goes to Africa to become the queen of Zamunda. <laughs> I like if it works so, for you, it's uh, all good, yeah. Uh, and I remember yeah. the movie well. Yeah, it was a great movie. Hey, your father sounds yeah. like an incredible man. Uh, he yeah. was on the World Trade Center board, uh, London yeah. Architects, and the creator of Bana- what is now known as Banana Island, obviously, in Nigeria. Yeah. And tragically, he passed away when you yeah. were young what can you remember about him uh you know he was a very focused man he was a very focused man that's something that i i remember even at a young age and he was all about the mind he was all about the brain when i say mind i don't mean that in like a philosophical way i mean in an in, in, in actual way um you know his story is 
because of where he came from. He came from the north of Nigeria, moved down to the south, and he was a savant. He was able to pick up languages and and and, and cultures and and math and science like like it was nothing. I mean, he mesmerized every teacher he ever had, and that's what led to him getting a full ride scholarship to study engineering and architecture in London. Um, so for him. You know, the brain, uh, there was no limit on the brain. Yeah. Um, the only limit on the brain is the limit that you as a human being puts on the brain. And um, So he took that very seriously, so much so that I remember one time my brother and I got to a fight. I was probably about, was about four, maybe going on five, and my brother... Uh, he was a year older than me. He uh, he took my head and he bashed up against the wall and left a dent in the wall. And my dad was furious um, at my brother because, <laughs> for my you know, because to my dad, my brother was harming my most valuable asset. <laughs> yeah, you know, and, and that being my brain. And so my dad took it really, really serious. My brother got a spanking for that. <laughs> so yeah, that's uh, one thing I remember about my dad. He was very intellectual and he he knew the power of, of the brain yeah not wrong now i'm gonna ask you some random questions as well here Remy, as yeah. well all right so what i do is i do like a little uh a pop quiz round dedicated to speed which i think is the world's greatest police movie i know that you disagree with me because you like yeah, uh, detect- you. yeah you like detective marcus harry but we'll get there um so yeah, w- yeah. when i say to you new zealand what's the first thing that pops up in your head lamb chops oh hey right that's good that's that's awesome what's the best action movie ever made and you can't say transformers last night and what's the best what what's the best action movie ever made the the best action movie i ever made no no the best action movie that's ever been made The, the matrix oh good boy uh what's a talent that you've got that you cannot use in your current role like do you play the ukulele behind the scenes or uh you know i'm a writer yeah and and a lot of people don't don't realize that I'm a writer. You know, I, I didn't have a ghostwriter. I didn't have a co-writer. I wrote my book 100% by myself. Yep. And, uh, and and so so that's a talent that I have that a lot of people don't know I have. And when they find out, they're shocked. Yeah. You know, I get people that question me all the time. They're just like, you wrote the book? I can't believe you wrote the book. You seriously wrote it? You yep. sure? And I'm like, yes, yes, yes. I, I, I'm not even going to do a joke about Marines and crayons as well because I have to be honest. <laughs> If I wasn't a cop, uh, the the other job I wanted to do in the world was become a part of the Marine Corps. So there we go. Um, what's the last book you read, Remy? The last book I read? Mm-hmm. Uh, Transformed. All right. Yeah, nice. Good work. Yeah. And, and here we go. Cause, an audio book read a couple yeah. months ago. Well, good work. Um, now, I know that you you refer to hip-hop as your father uh, during your time as a child. What's if yeah. I, If I said to somebody, hey... Remy said that this is the quintessential 90s hip-hop album that will get you into hip-hop. What would it be? What would be the 90s al- hip-hop album? Yeah, what would be the album you'd recommend? Yeah. Uh, uh, ready, uh, either Ready or Die or Life After Death. Beautiful. Good work. Okay. All right. So um, what was coming to America like as a kid? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> and, and the reason and I'm, I'm being honest the yeah. reason why I don't know is because you know my mom uh, she did a fantastic job of, of masking the reality of our situation and yeah. that, that transition um, she's just a really really strong woman so much so that when my father died and I had to take this out of the book because it didn't work for story arc uh, purposes but when my father died my mom placed my brother on her right side, placed me on the left side, and she said in such a calm, calm, easy manner, your father has died, and he's not coming back. And it was, it was, it was said in such a pleasing way that my brother and I just looked at each other and 
we like okay mom and we went back to playing you know yeah um and it wasn't because my mom was callous or she didn't care it's because my mom knew that she had to keep herself together um because if she didn't keep herself together then obviously my brother and i would not would fall apart and then you know my brother and i fell apart then she would fall apart and it would just become this never-ending cycle yeah and so um and you know i tell people all the time the transition I didn't feel the transition. I realized it's a transition. I didn't actualize the transition because, you know, it was as though my mom had put together this this movie set and she was the director. Uh, but if you walked off the set, you know, you would be walking into chaos. But she kept us on the set as long as she could. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Not wrong either. And she sounds amazing. And I know that you're helping her write a book at the moment, aren't you? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's the prequel to my book, actually. Yeah. Oh, great. <laughs> it's That's awesome. Yeah, prequel. So yeah. she sounds like an amazing person. She used to make you and your brother do a f- fantastic punishment. I've actually recommended this yeah. to some school teachers I know in New Zealand because your mum was a school yeah. teacher, wasn't she? Yeah, she was a teacher in the South Bronx. Yeah, yeah. So you used to have to write, is this true, you had to write reports on what you had uh, seen in the New York Times. She'd actually give you an article and you'd have to go away and write yeah. a report on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, but yeah, she would make us, and sometimes it was... I mean, most of the time it was more than one report. I yeah. mean, she would make us pick an article, and, and then me being me being the one that's always trying to get myself out of trouble, I would always pick the easy. I would always go to the sports section. <laughs> <laughs> I'd go to the sports section and find an uh, you know an article on the latest basketball game and try to write a report. And my mom would be like, "Nah," and then she would, and then she would pick the article, and it was always something very tough uh, she well, sounds young, she sounds amazing uh, look, honestly when you see it give her a hug from me and say we say hello from new zealand um yeah yeah definitely will man chad your next door neighbor the barber i love him he sounds like a really cool yeah. dude um, yeah, Chad, man, yeah, he's yeah. still cutting hair in Atlanta, by the way. <laughs> awesome. I'd like to go, but I've got no hair, so it's not going to work for me. Um, would it be yeah. fair to say that he <laughs> was like your kind of, uh, your mum's yin to, uh, sorry, your mum's yang to your mum's yin, if you know what I mean, the yin and yang effect? Because your mum used to take no, you to, no? No, I wouldn't say so. I wouldn't say so, because, yeah, no, I wouldn't say, because, you know, he, you know, I went up and, 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 you know, I would listen to music and get inspired and whatnot, but. Uh, but it was it was more on me it wasn't something that he forced on me it wasn't something that was like that I didn't want to do versus on the other hand my mom she was you know she was my mom so she would force me to do everything <laughs> everything <laughs> yeah. whether I wanted to do it or not you know yeah and so no no I would I would just say that, that, that if we want to use that term then I would probably be the the ying and my mom would be the yang or whatever yep. because I you know I would absorb all of this information yep. whether it would be from Chad whether it be from guys that's on the streets or whatever and then I would I would implement it and uh, that's what my mom fought against she fought against the implementation um, not the people who was who were you know kind of um, um, motivating or inspiring me to do what I was doing yeah now if you pick up a dust <laughs> if you pick up a copy of Transformed uh, and you look at the dust cover it says that you've spent years making regrettable decisions you were hustling yeah. you were dealing you were ripping people off and then come and here you go this is especially for you uh, Detective Marcus Burnett and Mike Lowry come into your life yeah. via, via Mr. Michael Bay um, was that really the turning point for you or was it and I'm not going to uh, give too many details because I want people to go out and read this amazing book. But was it that, or was it Mr. K's speech to you? Because that was that's when I read the book, that seemed like a really, really big, pivotal moment to me. Was when Mr. K had given you that ultimatum for your, oh, your graduation. Yeah, 
you know what? I, you know, it's funny. I, I, I've been having a lot of interviews lately, and uh, and the more interviews I have, obviously, the questions change, and uh, it makes me look at things differently. Um, and so it's easy for me to answer that question. So what I would say is, there were a lot of a lot of little things that led to the old to to bigger transformations, if that makes sense. Yeah. So it wasn't so, you know, the movie thing wasn't like a big turning point in my life, right? But that was like a little notch. Yeah. Um Mr. K wasn't a big turning point in my life, but that was definitely another probably a bigger notch than the film. You know, so I had all of these little uh, many transformations, if we'll call that a uh, call it that, that led to to bigger transformations, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I'm not minimizing them in any way. They definitely played a significant role, but I think it was a lot of little things that um, built up, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, it definitely does. Now, lots of New Zealanders are going to be a little bit unfamiliar with how you become a Navy SEAL because we don't have Navy yeah. SEALs here. We've got the SAS, which I'm sure that you've probably worked with SAS, somewhere. Right? Yep. The SAS? Yep, the SAS, yep. What does the normal path look like to become a Navy SEAL? So if I join the Marine Corps, where do I go to, to, to become a SEAL? Well, one, you have to, first things first, you have to join the Navy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so it's only the Navy. You can't go to the Marine Corps and, and be a SEAL. You can only join the Navy, be a SEAL. Um, so you get you get accepted in, in, into the Navy. And then after that, um, there, are, uh, there are a few qualifications that you have to meet in order to become a SEAL. So, no, sorry, in order to get accepted into SEAL training, mm-hmm. which a lot of guys don't even get accepted into SEAL training. So one thing is you have to pass a, a, a physical examination. Uh, so you have to be literally 110% healthy. Uh, no underlying issues, no history of X, Y, and Z, nothing crazy. Yeah. And the reason why, because it's because guys have died. A guy died in my class in mm-hmm. training. And um, and if you have any underlying issues, SEAL training will absolutely expose them because they, they totally literally break you down and torture you. So one, first things first, you got to pass a physical examination. Um, second thing, you have to pass and you have to, there's a test, an academic test that every person who joins the Navy have to, has to take, and it's called the ASVAB test. I don't know. Don't tell me what it means. I can't remember. It's been so many years. Uh, I just could tell you the A stands for academic. Everything else, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but you have to score really high. Um, you can't. You can't. It's not like the movies. You can't be a bonehead or an idiot and be a seal like most seals. I think it's like 70, 80 percent of seals have. Uh, they become seals with college degrees. Mm-hmm. Um, there were a lot of guys in my class who were lawyers, accountants. You know, on their road to med school or really intelligent guys um in the program and uh and so you have to pass a high academic test you got to score high uh third thing is you got to pass a physical screening test um which is you know you got to do a 500 yard swim in under 11 minutes and 30 seconds get out the pool do a certain amount of push-ups do a certain amount of sit-ups uh, do a certain amount of pull-ups, then you got to do a mile and a half running boots and pants in a certain amount of time. Yeah. After you've passed all of those qualifications, and you can go to SEAL training. <laughs> yeah. no, well, well, let me try. Then you submit your package. Yeah. To uh, you submit your package uh, to Naval Special Warfare for them to consider allowing you into the program. Um, and so that's where it starts. And then you know, if you if you make it through that that screening process, then the next step is you go to BUDS, yeah. basically on the water demolition seal training. That's six months of hell. Um, literally, it sucks. I don't care what people I know. You hear some guys that seals and say, "Oh, well, BUDS wasn't that 
no blood sucks. Yeah, it's just reality. But it sucks. If it didn't, then you know, when you went to treasury, it wouldn't be what it is. Every class. Yeah. Um, and then after you make it through buds, and you go through uh, about the six months, then you go through SQT, um, which is called SEAL qualification training. So after you graduate buds, you get the rating of a SEAL. Mm-hmm. Um, and then now you just have to do certain classes to get your uh, trident. And then check, and then and then get it signed to a SEAL team. Yeah. Um. And that's about four or five months. Yeah. And during that training cycle, you're doing a, pretty much the same training cycle the actual SEAL platoon does, um, uh, as they're right before they go on deployment. Um. So as soon as you graduate from SEAL qualification training, you are you're eligible to to, to deploy. Yeah. Um. Because you met all the standards, and uh, and that's the road. Well, that's a long road. So you were a crazy kid who walks into the recruiting officer and goes and sees Tiana Reyes. Reyes, have I said yeah, her name right? Yeah. yeah. Tiana uh, Reyes, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. And when she background checks you, she finds that you've got two warrants for your arrest and asks you if you've yeah. got a suit, right? And she then takes you to court and vouches for you. What were you thinking at the time when you were t- when she was taking you to court? Uh, you know what? I honestly can't remember, man. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Part of me was just like, I hope she's able to pull this thing off. Yeah. Um, uh, because, you know, the way I am is, you know, once I once I commit to something, like, I want it to work. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't want to join the Navy. Yeah. But once I walked into Tiana's office and I saw that there was an opportunity for me to to get into the Navy, uh, even though I didn't want to be in the Navy, um, like, I, I, like a switch went off my and I was like okay I want this. so I was hoping that that she would be able to pull it off yeah you know and and, and, and get me in yeah and get my record clear. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and she did she <laughs> yeah pulled it off. She, she did did. yeah she did and God rest her as well um the only yeah. problem is apparently when you dream of becoming a seal you actually couldn't swim could you yeah, I couldn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And is it true that you used to actually sit on the side of the poles and then ask the lifeguards at the poles how to do certain strokes and that type of stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I didn't go. I, I ran. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the pool was three miles from where I lived and so and on base, and so I would run. And, yeah, and then, you know, over time, I, I, I just began to humble myself and ask the lifeguards, and they would talk me through it, and yeah. I eventually began to figure it out. And, yeah. uh yeah, man. It was a process, man. It was a process. And part of that process, going back to the little transformations that we talked about earlier, you know, part of that was a that was a that was a little notch in the humble yeah. in the humble side of the transformation, right? Because it took me putting my pride aside and, and being willing to ask somebody for help. Yeah, I mean, you know, and, and and a lot of people have a lot of have too much pride to ask for help. Yeah, not wrong. And so, um, yeah. So you get into buds and you get kicked out the first time, don't you? For what, what did you get kicked out for, Remy? Uh, let's let the leader, let's let the readers when they get the book find out. Yeah, <laughs> nice work, good work, my friend. Um, so, <laughs> hell, hell week. We've seen the documentaries, you know, like the class of two, three, four, and all that type of stuff. Yeah. How bad is it? Like we like we see it here, and the guys are like, "Oh my god, that just looks awful." Is it really that bad? Yeah, it sucks. Yeah, I mean, it sucks. Uh, yeah, it sucks. I mean, it's supposed to. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, it's it's supposed to. Um, I've been through it. A, I've been through it multiple times. Yeah, it's yeah. Easier every time. But yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, it does suck. It's it's not it's not pleasant in any way. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, six days no sleep. I mean, yeah, yeah, no. constant, constantly cold, constantly wet. You yeah. know what I mean? I mean, yeah, it, it, it's it's not, yeah. it's miserable. <laughs> <laughs> You're selling it to me, Remy. Um, so you yeah. served with, amongst others, with uh, Chris Kyle. Um, what was he like, Remy? Uh, you know, I had a brief encounter with Chris. Yeah. Um, when I checked into the team and he was, you know, we had a, we, we met and, and, and he was on his way out actually when we met, um, he, and he was kind of deciding that, you know, it was, it was time for him to hang it up and, and, and just be with his family. So, yeah. um, yeah, but I mean, in, 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 in our encounters, you know, early on, it was, it was cool, man. It was always it was a cool dude to me. Yeah. And, uh, probably the, the Navy SEAL that most New Zealanders know after Richard Marchenko, um, yeah. a, a gentleman called Jocko Willink. Is he yeah. as scary in real life as he looks in the books yeah. and everything else? <laughs> yeah, he's the same guy. He's the same exact <laughs> yeah. guy. Yeah. Um, he is, he's, I tell people it's not a show, man. He's yeah. the guy who he is. He was, I mean, I remember our platoon, he was putting our, our platoon through our workup cycle before we deployed. And man, he, he hammered our platoon yeah. down to the, to the bone, man. And, and, you know, we're, we're on a training mission where we're having to go, uh, take out a HVT. And I mean, he just threw everything at us, ambushes and, and guys on the team getting killed and you got to carry them out and bullets flying. I mean, it was, it was, he, he's no joke. Alrighty, I'll tell all I'll tell all the Jocko fanboys here in New Zealand then that he's the real deal. So that's all good. Yeah, 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 yeah. all good. What was your greatest lesson that you learned as a SEAL? Do you think in your time in the teams? I would say the biggest thing for me that I learned was, which is second nature to every SEAL, um, is excellent. Right? Is you know we're not going to just go in and meet check a box. Yeah. Right? We're not. Gonna, we're not going to do a workout and just check the box. We're not going to, you know, go on a mission and check the box. Like we're going to, we're going to, we're going to do whatever it is that we're called to do. We're excellent. Yeah. And I think, um, that's what I love so much about the teams. Yeah. That's what I miss so much about the teams, especially now, like working, you know, working in different realms where I'm not working with seals and, and, and working in realms where people are okay with just meeting the standard and going home at the end of the day. Like that just, it just fires me up. And, uh, cause I've worked so hard to get to where I'm at. And so when I come across somebody that's okay with just checking a box, it doesn't sit well for me yeah. you know, because it's not the way I was, con- I've been conditioned. Yeah. So that was the biggest lesson. I think that that's why the book is, the book is what it is. Yeah. I think the book is what it is because when I was sitting down at the computer writing the book, I was just like, I'm not just going to check the box and tell a story. No, that's I'm going to I'm going to write something that's going to be excellent. You know, I'm going to write something that's going to blow people's socks off. And, 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 and if I don't do that, then I'm not doing my job. Yeah, so Exactly right. And i got a question for you from one of our local schools here because I read them the first chapter of your book. Um, they're asking, is there going to be a youth version of Transformed come out at some stage? A youth version? Yeah, like a like a junior reader's version, if you're with me. Yeah, I never heard that before. What, what, what would that look like? <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll send you a PM. We'll, we'll, we'll chat about it. That's all good. No worries. Is that like taking out the curses? And, yeah, 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 yeah. Just sort of making it a little bit cleaner and yeah, so making it for sort of eight and nine year olds, that type of stuff. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah cool. A cartoon version? Yeah, who knows? Hey, look. Yeah, all good. You know, it's funny you bring that up because uh, I've been getting uh, so many people who've read the book here in the States. Um, especially people specifically people who are connected to schools yeah they're just like man we need to get this book in the schools like we need to get young people to read this book and i and to me i'm just like i'm fine with that 
Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, because they're going to hear cursing and they're going to go watch a movie. They're going to walk down the street. They're going to, I mean, it's yep. just a reality. Yeah, right? no, you're not wrong um, either. So, so uh, but there are, there are great lessons in there, right? It's yep. real, it's raw, oh, yeah. it's life. Yeah, there's some great um, lessons here. But yep. yeah, if enough schools reach out to my publisher and tell them, hey, have Remy, listen, can we do a PG version of it all? Yep. I'll, I'll make that happen. No worries, good as God. I am going to try and better that 37 copies from the inner city school as well, just quietly, just between yeah, you and yeah, I. you got to do that. Yeah, 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 yeah I'll that. get there, brother. It's all good. <laughs> so you spent some time in the teams as a human intelligence officer. Um, mm-hmm. Did your time as a hustler help you with that? Because, I mean, in New Zealand, we have a phrase that says, you never bullshit a bullshitter. Uh, was, it, yeah. was it easy to pick up on... Um, people telling you lies when you were there? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I grew up in the streets, and, um, you know, I grew up, you know, it, it was just it was just part of my nature. Yeah. You know I mean, kind of like how I just said, you know, doing whatever I'm called to do with excellence is just my nature because of, you know, what I learned in the SEAL teams. Yeah. So, you know, so, yeah, I mean, it made my job a lot easier. Yeah. Uh, definitely did. Yeah, that's great. So, um, when... D- there's obviously in, in the book there's a big big uh, component there of when you discovered your faith and I know that um, listening to other podcasts you've done that your brother always yeah. used to say you're going to discover it soon Remy it's going to happen for you yeah. and it did he yeah. got you so that's good well done Barry. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, where did you discover it what was there a defining uh, moment for you yeah I, I think you know my defining moment was you know I hit rock bottom I hit rock bottom Yeah. not and, and and we hear rock bottom we think oh you went broke or you know you're you know you you were sleeping in a car or whatever no i was actually i hit rock bottom and had a whole lot of money in my bank account and i was living in a beautiful house and um and a not beautiful beautiful apartment in san diego and i had girls all over the place and i hit rock i still hit rock bottom what i mean by that is you know i was i was still empty i was not satisfied with the person that I had become. Um, I, I wasn't happy with how I treated people, and um, and and I tried to fix myself. And the more I tried to fix myself, the worse I got. Yeah. And so, and the worse I got, the the more I fell into a deep depression. And that's where I hit my bottom. And so, you know, my brother would tell me all the time, Remy. You know, when when you hit my bottom, when you, you know, just remember the crowd to Jesus. You know, and uh, yeah. You know, and, and and that was all he would say to me. You know, he went and preached to me or beat me up against the head with the Bible or anything like that. That's all he would say to me. And uh, and so when I when I did, you know, and I tried everything, I tried meditating, tried you know all kinds of other stuff, and nothing worked. I was like, all right, let me try crying out to this Jesus my brother told me about. Yeah, yeah, and, uh, yeah. That's when you know it was simple for me, and that's when it all changed. That's when I really start to see you know uh, greater transformations take place in my life and. Uh, in the way I treated people, in the way I viewed myself, in the way I treated myself, you know, and, and just in everything. You yeah, know? and now you're a minister as well. Is that correct? Uh, I want to say that. Uh, yeah, but... <laughs> I mean, there was a time where I was a youth pastor. I was a youth pastor. Oh, yeah? Um, and the only reason why I want to say I'm a minister is because I don't consistently, I'm not in a church service every Sunday leading a service. So I, that's why I, I, don't, I don't mean that in a bad way. I just you know. I don't do the job as consistently. But I do get, I do like, I'm going to be speaking at a church and, uh, on Father's Day. Yeah. Um, and then I'll be, and then the next time I'll be speaking is at a men's com- uh, Christian's men's conference in August. And then the next time is going to be September. So I'm, I don't, I don't speak or preach whatever you want to call it, uh, as consistent as uh, enough to call myself a minister. <laughs> all right. Okay. That's all right. That's all good. Now I'm not going to do, I'm not going to do the Michael Bay question on you. Cause I know that a lot of people have done that on you and they've sort of asked you about what it was like to be on transformers and everything else. What I'm going to ask you is, do you sit at home or at the theater 
and go, seriously, dude, you would not do that when you see an action scene? Are you that guy that sits on the couch and just sort of rolls your eyes upwards and says nothing when you see a, a, what we would call a crap action scene? <laughs> uh, I mean, I think I've seen so many of them yeah. that it's just like, I don't even pay attention to them anymore. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, whatever. I mean, I think that that's why you know I got into writing films and I got into you know doing what I do in Hollywood now, writing and now kind of venturing off into producing my own stuff because I, I want to be able to tell cool military stories. I want to be able to tell cool action stories, but tell it in a way um, that's authentic. And no one's going to know. There's not, you're not going to get a more authentic writer than a writer that's lived, lived an action man life, right? No, exactly <laughs> right. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I, you see it so much that you just kind of, if you, you kind of become numb to it it doesn't bother you anymore yeah because <laughs> it's like well i'm not surprised yeah yeah so yeah. um you know i try i'm trying to fix it not wrong and now you wrote michael bay letter after being on uh, transformers last night and that speaks measures for you <laughs> and your character what's the one aspect of remy that you would hope to pass on to your three kids uh man there's so many um yeah. i think one is you know keep your word i think that's the big thing that I try to teach them every day. I think that that will cover a lot in their life is, you know, if you just keep your word or yeah. if you say you're going to do something, you know, do it. Yeah, exactly. You know, do yeah. it. Exactly right, and uh, I know we've had a few hiccups doing this, but the phone call you gave me last week was fantastic, so I appreciate it. Hey, you didn't yeah. use a ghostwriter for Transform, uh, nope. maximum respect for that, um, and I've heard your story about why you didn't use a ghostwriter, but... Did it feel better once you finished the book to actually say this is all mine? It's like I can own this. This is this is Remy's. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I was I was just like yeah, and then and, and yeah, one hundred percent. And I look back and I, I, I did, as you said, there's so much more to the story, but um, to this day, like I'm so happy. And and one one thing that it did for me, um, it gave me the confidence to pursue writing as a career. Yeah, and I would have never gain that confidence if I didn't write the book myself yeah or if if your mum hadn't taught you those reports either yeah yeah Yeah. yeah. and so no every day I'm like so happy that I did it you know every day and this is funny me and my sister were just having a conversation about it because I wrote a film and uh, a buddy of mine you know the writing's on the wall a lot of people see this film that I wrote and they're just like this is going to be made into a big action movie this is going to happen um, it's not a question of if it's a question of when it's going to happen and so you know when, when when you're in Hollywood and people start seeing you know gold the gold emerge right mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> uh, they, they you know they, they tend to want to put people around you to get a piece of the gold yeah and so um you know i had a I have a good buddy of mine and he was just like you know hey man like you know you should think about bringing an extra person in on this you know to, to, to write in his intentions are great but you know immediately i'm just like no because yeah. regardless because if one the script is in a place where i don't need somebody else to come in and write it yeah. and two if, if i did that and bro rewrite it and two if i did that i would be i would lose my name yeah you're not wrong either you know? yeah because now it's like well my book now it's like quite who wrote this let <laughs> me really write this yeah, yeah. Play? did somebody else write it yeah you know? so you know I, 
I like to keep my name just my my name is valuable to yeah. me. Yeah, and I think it's a lot more yeah, authentic for the reader as well if they can actually hear your voice in their head and it not know that you're just talking to somebody who has a tape recorder and then goes away and says, "What do you think to that, Remy? Is that better?" So, That's, yeah. Um, what's your favorite Team Guy book, Remy? Apart from yours, you can't say Transformed, all right? Uh, you know what? I haven't. I don't think I've ever read a Team Guy. Book. You've ne- you've never read yeah. one of Jocko's books. No. I'm going to tell him when I see him. No, I won't see him. You're good. <laughs> I, just haven't, I just haven't read a, a, a team guy book. I think I've, I've lived around enough team guys and did the job of a team guy enough to know what we do and the lessons we learn from our careers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. I completely understand it because I don't go home and watch police TV programs after after hours, so yeah. I'm with you. Yeah. Um, Transformed is now a bestseller. It's an incredible book, and I encourage anybody who's listening to this podcast to get out and get a copy. You've told us about the movie. You've got Six Underground coming out, and that's going to be out in New Zealand as well. Uh, on yeah. on Netflix, so maximum kudos to you. What's next for Remy after your movie plans? Are you going to be writing some fiction, or are you going to concentrate on your mum's books, or have you got lots of projects on at the moment? Yeah, yeah. So you know, right now the the, the focus of for me as a writer is uh, is, is right, right finishing this second film I just wrote, the Chameleon, my spy thriller film that's getting ready to go to market. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, I was with a, with a business partner of mine on the phone today, and we're we're putting together a presentation um, for a big studio um, that's interested. Yeah. Uh, so, so I got that, and so I'm I'm working on my second film right now, which is a historical film. It's based on actual events, true events um, about one of the first group of African Americans to serve in special operations. It's a fascinating story. Um, one of those hidden stories. So that's what I'm writing now. I'm actually I was on a plane flying. To, to where I am now in Charlotte, North Carolina, and I was jamming away on the computer, man, trying to get it done. <laughs> awesome, good stuff. All right, last yeah, question right. for you, Remy, and it's a question we always ask everybody that's on the show. So it's the day of reckoning, and it's uh, Remy's eulogy. And um, surprisingly, you can actually hear what's going on from inside your casket. What would yeah. you like everybody to say about Remy Akadeli? What would you like them to say? Uh, he loved people. Yeah, that's amazing. All right, keep up the great work, my friend. Um, that book is incredible. Uh, I look forward to it coming out as a movie. Uh, I'm going to yeah, keep yeah. reading it to the kids, and I'm going to keep stalking you on social media as well. If other that's people, right. if people want to stalk you on social media, I'm not stalking, but just follow you on social media and see yeah. what you're up to. What's the best places for them to have a look at you out on? Uh, Remy R E M I, and then Adelike A D E L E K E. Yeah, and I'm on. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, same same name. So it's the same name for every every social media platform, even LinkedIn. <laughs> Beautiful, good work. Okay. All right, thanks very much for your time, Remy. I really appreciate it. Thank you, my brother. God bless and much love. Coppuccino with Constable Brian. Real people, real stories. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss his next podcast.